This is Bill Bailey. And Otima Buse. And this is the Sugar Hill Gang Podcast. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, world? How are you doing again? It's all good. This is the Sugar Hill Gang Podcast. And I am your host. I am the M-A-S, the T-E-R, the G to the double E. I go by the unforgettable name of the man they call the Master G. And I'm joined. I'm joined by my brother. What's up, Hen Diggity? Say what's up, Hen Diggity. What's up, baby? Wakanda forever, you know it. Bless your heart. Also, my man, Pots and Pans, (laughs) T-Dynasty. Say what's up, T-Dynasty. What's up, baby? I'm still dancing. I'm still dancing. Right on, right on, right on. And today, folks, today, 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 on our show, we are joined by two of the most fabulous individuals that I have known to be down with the sounds of the funky joints. Bill Bailey and O.T. What up? Yeah. What up? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. How you doing? How you doing, guys? Oh, great, man. We're great. Great. Bill, great. Bill, Bill and O.T., let me say this just, just, just from a, a perspective of just a person that just enjoys people who enjoy what they do uh, uh our people reached out to me uh and they're like gee you, you don't understand uh, uh they, they got the show uh, it's it's like dancing with the stars but it's the british version and this comedian and he's dancing with his partner and they use rabbits and they send me the clip right so i see the clip and i'm like wow i'm blown away i'm like this is crazy <laughs> so then it goes a little bit further and it's like, damn, this is pretty nice, man. That's a real good thing. It's, it's great. And of course, you know, thank you for the check. I mean, uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, but, uh, you know. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, you're welcome. Thank, yeah. You. <laughs> thank you. And, and it goes on, but it goes on that they come back to me and they say, These, hey, man, they got a chance to win this whole thing. And I'm like, what? Really? And then yeah. like, the next thing I get is you guys won. <laughs> oh my God! Congratulations! What was the? Can, I I just want to know whose idea was it to just even use uh, Rabbit Delight, and then how did you come up with that routine? It it was um our producers, our executive producer. Her name is Sarah James, and the one thing that she loved about Belle was I. She said for her, the fact that Bill Bailey was on the show was the biggest booking of her entire career she's been in showbiz for so many years and she wanted to respect him so much she's like i've i've watched every single tour of this man i've seen every single program and so for me to get this is is an unbelievable honor and every song that she picked or suggested for us um it was the first time that we used it and we wanted to do well, I went to Bill and I, we were like street dance and everybody was like, no, don't do it. Let him do musical theater. It's not going to look good. I was like, no, this is our journey. Bill is going to do it. And she chose the song. And then Bill was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then while we were in the meeting, we was, and it's a very serious meeting, Bill got up and started rapping the whole song from beginning to end. And we were like, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. It's got to be. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, like, I mean, 
you know this the the show uh, is is a is a huge show. It's a really mm -hmm. big. You know, it's a shame in the in the you know Dancing with the Stars, a big show, yeah. a very popular show, yeah. and the music is such a big part of it. And you've got to get the music right. And uh, in this particular dance, it's like the. Um, you know, this, as Oti was saying, it's like the street dance or the commercial. It's yeah. a kind of an open category. So you can have all kinds of different music on it. And when Sarah suggested that, I was like, this, ah, this is like for me, it's like a dream come true. Because this song, it, it means so much to me. This is like the song that introduced me to hip hop. It introduced me to rap. It was like one of the most pivotal songs of my youth. And as Oti was saying... I used to rap. I, I mean, I can, I remember whole sections <laughs> of it, you know, like when we, I got to tell you, right, when we were, and, and OT, I think you'll know this, when, when we do the show, we would then, uh, be, we'd announce on the show what song we were going to be dancing <laughs> to the next week, right? right? So we were in the studio and the, 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 the hosts are saying, okay, so tell us what you got coming up next week. And so, so, you know, so they say, well, what, what is it? And I just said, I just started going, well, a hip, a hop, a hip, a hip, a hip, a hip, a hip, a hop, you don't stop, a rock, the bang, bang, boogie, so up, jump, the boogie to the rhythm. And then the place is going nuts, right? So then by the time, by the time I finished doing that and get to my dressing room, which is only like a few minutes away, yes. my, phone is, it, my phone just lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. I had like all these messages from people going, what? You're dancing to, to rapid delight? This is my the song of my youth. This means so much to me. I had all these messages from my friends from school, people I hadn't seen in years, yeah. getting in touch. You know, oh, wow. it was it was amazing. Right, so, it was so, crazy. So listen, listen. Uh, tell me your Rappers Delight story. When was the first time you heard it? Give me that setup. Give that to me. All right. So um, this is uh, we're talking now seventy nine. When the right. song was was released in the UK, right. and right. Uh, so I was like, um, I was a teenager, and uh, I I think probably I I would have heard it on the radio, and it just was one of those moments. I was like, I I just I couldn't quite, I I can't even now. The moment is sort of frozen. In that, it's like, what is this? This is like we're coming from an era when there was punk. Was, was the music we listened to. If you looked at the charts back then, it was like there was the the, the hangover from the 70s. So there was like prog rocks. So there was a lot of heavy yeah. rock stuff. There was a lot disco, of punk. Disco stuff. A lot of disco. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the British charts, there would always be a, there'd be a novelty record or something, you know, like a bunch of footballers <laughs> doing some kind of novelty record. <laughs> you know, uh, and like, it was just, this is kind of a crazy charts, like completely mad, yeah. erotic mix of sounds. And yes. then amongst all of this came this sound, this song, which was, uh, and, and I know, that it, I think it's worth repeating that now because, because hip hop and rap is so successful around the world right now, everyone knows it. You know, you say to kids now, you just go, of course I know hip hop. Like my son is 17, you know, he, he listens to hip hop and rap. So do all his friends. It's kind of, it's gone everywhere. It's global. It's a, it's a huge success story. But back then, not many people had heard it. You know, right. this was totally new. This was like a, I was like, what is this? People are just speaking, talking over, like, they're just having fun, passing the microphone around. Well, well, my name is Matt. Oh, and I'm, and I'm going to tell you about me. And it's like, 
what is this? This is like people having fun. This is like a party. And uh, it was, it, it, I can't, you know, Teddy, I can't overstate the importance of it and the cultural impact that it had. You know, wow. the thing about, the thing about Rabbit's Delight for us and the reason why we, we ask everybody that comes on the show, what's their Rabbit's Delight story? But yeah. it's very, it, it's a very interesting situation because, you know, the realization of what Mike and I and Hank have had, you know, to, to, to accept, you know, America was one thing, you know, mm. that's why this is really cool. America was one thing because it was an American thing initially, you yeah. know? And, and so when it, when it broke across the country, it really wasn't, it was, it was, it was, it was hot. It was hot. And I knew that it was hot and I understood that. But the thing that really, really started taking me back, because again, I was 17 years old when I cut Rabbit's Delight. Yeah. Uh, 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 I was a junior going to a uh, senior year in high school. And so the first time that I uh, uh, came to Europe, I uh, came to the UK, uh, it was, of course, on that first tour. And the way that people in the UK responded to it was it was like we were like we were like aliens landing on coming in from like from the moon to like Earth. The way yeah. the, 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 it was, it was incredible. And, and, and even like you said, to this day, I will always remember what that felt like. It was like the first time that I, I really felt like, wow, we, we are really making something happen. Because like you said, see, in America and in the New York metropolitan area, it was, it was going on in the streets. Yeah. Right. So once it started hitting, you know, the UK, right. Europe, Asia, right. it, it, it was literally something that had never, nobody, had, you know, like we were the first people to come to UK to physically yeah. rap. That first tour that we did over there, that was the first time people actually saw a rapper. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's a pretty incredible. And then, like you said, to see what it's become, you know, some of these 40 some odd years later, it's also yeah. an incredible thing. So yeah. yeah. OT, 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 do you have a rapper story? I, I <laughs> I'm slightly young. Um, well, I am from South Africa. And so oh. yeah, South Africa. Yeah. Okay. And um no doubt. Yeah. came into South Africa a little bit late. It, it definitely we're, we're still there, but in those days we got from America, it was a lot of jazz. We have the Mero Makeba, we had the humor together, and we brought in a lot yes. of jazz, and, and I think that was the export. And so rappers delight for and my dad is very much a jazz. I wear a suit and a tie and a hat and I don't get out of that. So Rapper's Delight was obviously this kind of song where you're like, this is not what I raise you to be like. And then my sister, <laughs> my older sister, especially being from South Africa, and we already have a lot of crime and violence there. They're like, no, no hip hop. Then my older sister, brought in her first boyfriend and I just remember them listening to the song just over and over and over and over and over again and I couldn't <laughs> I just couldn't remember what it was I really forgot it and then I, I don't know if you guys know the Redknaps Harry Redknapp he was the coach of the English team uh or oh, some team yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And Louise, okay. Louise oh, okay. Redknapp was this uh, super pop star. She was part of the 
what was her name? They, they, were, they had a pop group and we went out once and she's like, I know a song. She's like, I'm cool. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm cool. We went for a karaoke night and she was like, I said, a hip hop, a hip. And she knew the yeah. whole song. <laughs> and I was like, and I mean, this is a football wife, you know, a footballer's wife. She's also a, a pop queen. And she was singing this song right, right. and I was like, I better get used to it. <laughs> so when Bill played it, when Bill played Player, I was like, okay, this is not my generation, but I can no, see your feeling. No. I can see your feeling. So we're gonna go with it. No, it's amazing. <laughs> so, so Bill, I mean, and and tell us, tell us a little bit about for for the, for, for our fans, because you know, Sugar Hill Game fans are vast. But tell us a little bit about man, some of the things that you've done, because you've done some incredible things, oh, man. man. I mean, you've been um, part of so many different. Yeah, I. Oh, you God. know what? Um. I, I've got to say that, uh, yeah, I'll just a very brief thing. I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm a stand-up comedian. That's what I'm primarily known for. Uh, I've been touring sort of for about 25, 30-odd years now, um, toured all over the world, played with some, collaborated with some great artists, great musicians. Um, and uh, I've also been, I've acted a lot in a lot of TV shows, and sitcoms and um, films and so on. Um, I've uh, sort of hosted documentaries. I've done panel shows, docos. I've done all kinds of things, you know. So uh, dancing is very talented. Yeah, very, well, very talented. <laughs> very talented. But you know what? I, I, this is just to kind of like, like put the sort of context a little bit more of of rappers' delight into this whole thing, and that is that um, I've uh, I've sort of performed in front of large crowds and done big gigs and rock gigs and festivals and so on over many, many years. And I felt like we met you at a festival. Yeah, you know what? You, we we could well have done. <laughs> we, 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 that's so possible to have happened, you know? Um, I'm sure that that may that day may have happened. I'm sure of it. Um, uh, and you know what? When I I was thinking about I was just saying to, um, to Oti, you know, like a friend of mine, Janet, texted me, and she's an old school friend, and she said, you, when you said you were going to be doing Rappers Delight, she goes, I have a memory of you um, when we were 18. And I we were at a party in, in the west of England where I grew up in a barn. And she goes, I remember you. You rapped the entirety of Rappers Delight, the whole 15 minutes of it. You just freestyled it in front of a bunch of people in a barn. And I get, you know, like this was one of the first times I performed in front of people. So, wow. you know, one of the first right. times I got right. up, I was I was 17 or 18. I was wow. kind of like a, a youth, a raw youth. And mm -hmm. getting up in front of people and right. performing this song was one of the first things I did. So, really? you know, yeah. So it's kind of, it's it's right there, baked into my performance, performance <laughs> bones. You so, know? So, so you knew then at that particular time that, you wanted to be in the show business, even That's though it. you you weren't That's a comedian it. or you weren't no. a, thinking about acting or anything. I didn't, didn't know. Yeah, wow. that's it. I I know I I was kind of I knew I wanted to get up and perform in some way. I wanted to sort of what I loved. You see, I loved the spoken word. That's one of the great my great loves, <laughs> you know. And it, and that's why I ended up doing comedy, I guess. And the the my the two loves are music and the spoken word, and so this this kind of like marries the two of those things together, the percussive sound of it, and I guess I just loved that, and I loved the you know performing it. So anyway, so that's it. So that's it. No, so yeah. No. So since yeah, then, no. I've just done all kinds of things. Right, you know? right. You 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 write your own jokes. 
write my own jokes. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I do. That's what's I up. write all my own stuff. Um, okay. I, I try it out in front of my wife, and she just sits there and goes, nah, you know. Oh, it's not yeah. Good I, got it. I, got, I got that here. Oh, Trust me. She's my toughest I got you. critic. Too. Oh, wow. I got you. I got it. I got it. OT. So, so OT, what, what about you? What, what made yeah. you get into so show business? So I am from South Africa and I am the dance dancer here. Um, we've, I've been dancing since I was four. I'm 31 now. And yeah, I come... What? Uh, 31? Let me see some ID. <laughs> And yeah, oh, you know, you know, you know, it's the cockers always popping. No doubt, no doubt, I feel you. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, and I'm eight times South African champion in Latin and ballroom. And after dancing in South Africa, I moved to Germany and then I became German champion. And from there, I became European champion as well. And then came on to Strictly. Wow. And I won in 2019. And then I won again in 2020 with Bill. So that's that's yes. amazing. Yes. yes, that'll work. Yes. But I definitely, yes. okay. I'm definitely loving the 2020 vibes of already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, know you, you you might not know this, but when I was in high school, I did ballet. Now that's about 150 oh, pounds. Um, uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Go away! <laughs> no, don't hear me, him. I got a form. I got a form. He's got some moves. No, don't, 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 don't hear me, don't hear me, him. Bill. Bill, I'm just worried. Bill. Is TOK parked up there? Is he all right parked up he's, there? Yeah, he's fine. Oh, he's fine. Hey, hey, listen, yeah. listen, he's good. Like is, is he legally parked there? He's not going to get moved on the there. Tux. <laughs> oh, my word. I love so, it. So, Bill, what, what instruments do you play? Oh. Well, I play... All um, of them. I start... Well, all of them. I, I started off learning the piano when I was about the same age when Odie started dancing, when I was about four or five. <laughs> And uh, and I sort of learned all the exams. I kind of had an affinity for it. So I, I did all my exams, all my sort of grades. And I thought at one stage I might go to music college. And then I discovered comedy. <laughs> and, uh, and then, it's all know, the same thing. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah man. It's, it's entertainment. Yeah, no that question. That was it. I was hooked, yeah. you know. I yeah. did a gig pretty much. So I was 19, 20. And uh, it was a local a club in where I grew up in the west of England. And I got up and I did five minutes of stuff. And I don't know what the hell I was doing, to be honest. You know, but you no. know, somehow, somehow I connected. And that was it. I, was, I got the yeah. buzz. And but you it. play like, even like and, those um, African drums. The... I play drums. Well, I taught myself the drums. I taught myself guitar. I taught myself a lot of things. So, you know. We got to do a session, Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. You come we on, love you that, me. man. We love that. That would be awesome. The, the, you know, the thing about the thing about us, the UK for us is home. UK is like a second home to us. You know, I mean that that London area uh, is very special to it. And actually, for the last since 2016, we've been spending you know two three months at a time in that part of the world. So we used to uh, actually have a couple of flats in uh, Kensington and uh, mm. Holborn. Out yeah. in Holborn. And <laughs> yeah. And uh so what we what 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 we did is we we would come there and we do all, you know, uh Manchester, Tunbridge, Wales, we do all the towns and and we did the festivals. We did the you know the beat hurt beat beat herder therapy and all of that. It was mm. a bunch of and, and then and then from there 
of course, once you're in that part of the world, then France and Germany. So we will fly to Spain and do a concert. And so we, we spend a lot of time over there. And, and I'm saying that to say that one of my greatest joys is the, 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 the ability to live in London. Like, like I, I feel very connected. I feel like London to me is like the European ver- or the, 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 the British version of New York. You, you know, know what I mean? It's like, it's like so hip, you know? And then the other thing is I'm a big, I'm big into history. So, you know, the ideal of moving through those streets, you know, because basically the streets never change. That, that is right. twisty and, and turny in this city on the face. I mean, like to try <laughs> to get out of London to get to the airport, <laughs> there, it's like, like uh, we still we, like the the, the 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 you know the coach will yeah. be moving it'll be moving and I'm sitting in there I'm sitting and I'm like are we still in London they're like yeah man we're still <laughs> yeah. here yeah I'm like, no, but that, yeah it hasn't changed much no you're right so so <laughs> it's, so, it's, so 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 Bill uh um how does it feel uh or did it matter to you not being uh part of Brexit I mean how did that whole Brexit thing impact you? And you too. Well, uh, I think um, I think right now there's. I mean, the the initial pro, the the way that it'll affect me is touring yeah. in Europe. See that that might be an issue because um, you know getting from here, which we're not in the EU, getting into Europe, which is in which is you know a lot of the countries are in the EU. It's, it's going to be an issue. That might be a problem. In fact, there's. Mm. I think there's a big campaign that's been. Um, fronted by Elton John, Ed Sheeran, that's sort of talking about this, because a lot of musicians rely on their livelihoods by touring right. in Europe. And right. Because of, you know, the the the, diff, the kind of barriers now that are going to be put up there, it's going to be hard. It's going to be harder. It won't, wow. It, wow. you know, it's going to be easier. Maybe if you're a big international star, then maybe not so much. But for all the kind of up-and-coming bands and musicians, who want to make their livelihood and gain new fans and maybe, you know, even sell some records in Europe, it's going to be a lot harder. That's the yeah. main wow. thing. Wow. I think... Yeah, we... we, we... Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 go, no, go on, sorry. No, I, I, you know, we spend a lot of time in Europe, so uh, uh, it's, 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 it's a huge... It's a huge artery of, of, of uh, 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 availability as far as getting yourself... Uh, out and about because there's a lot of cats that you know in they 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 make their their bones in Europe and then yeah. and then especially in America a lot of times you know well of course we going way back into the day you know when jazz music wasn't wasn't really understood here in America that's where all the jazz musicians went you know they mm-hmm. went to the UK and they was mm-hmm. you know, they spent time in Europe and uh, you know and got a lot of bones. that and a mm-hmm. lot of that still stands true. Now, you know, like uh, initially when uh, when we got back up and running as far as touring and performing yeah. and we were having a, a little bit of a, a of a riff here in America, you know, the fact that, you know, once again, the UK and, and, and Europe was so uh, 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 in, immersed in our music, we, we, you know, that's what we did. We went to Europe right. and the UK and we stayed right. there for years right. and then uh, it gave a time for our popularity to get, you know, to come back up again. And we had a resurgence and then, you know, one thing led to another, but yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about the inauguration? Have you been paying any attention to I that? I mean, oh, yeah. I think for me, when Kamala put her head 
her arm, her hand up. I just tears just came down my eyes. I I, I could I, I but, could but it was yes, it, it's yes. that <laughs> yeah so, so, you know yes. it, it's, it's like yeah. you, you suck in air like it's happening it's happening and and I don't a long time it's a long coming, time coming long time but also coming. it just feels. Yeah. And, and we're, we're not American in any way, but somehow it just feels like a, a bit of weight has been lifted off our shoulders. Somehow. We're all, we're all Yeah, connected. it might be like a boring four years, how I still see and then uh, describe it. But I feel like we just need a little bit of, of you know, <laughs> rehab. <laughs> we all need to literally calm down from, from what we've all been through in the past four years. Just not knowing what's going to happen. Is, this is probably the first time in, in, in history that around the globe, the inauguration makes yes. sense. Yes. 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 Because yes. they all needed to get, it's just yes. like they had the gopher in the yes. White House tearing right. up the White House. Right. And I, now I, it's I, gone. I, I mean, I mean from, 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 from both of you and OT, you, you can go first. How happened on January 6th? Say that again, sorry. Say, say. You're talking I, I, about January 6th. Yeah. How, how, how was it? How did it affect you? Uh, could you believe your eyes what, what went down on January it, it, it 6th? Was, it, it was almost like... It, it, was, it was really upsetting. It was really upsetting and frustrating because we had just been through a whole Black Lives Matter protest and not just... Um, in, in America, you go through it in Africa and you go through it as well in Europe. And we had so many people in entertainment come out and say, you guys don't understand what we go through as black people. You don't, you don't. And, and in, the, in the UK, there's kind of a thing of going, they go, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what to do. It doesn't exist. That's not true. Those just experiences. You're just not good enough. You just don't belong there. Or they go, well, they only have you there because you're black. So they've ticked the box. Tick, tick, tick. That's what they say. And people mm. dying and people confessing and people having conversations. My husband is, is from East Europe. And I had to explain to him, I was like, our child is going to be of mixed race. So somebody is going to stop our child. We don't know. Because his hair's too curly. He's in a black car. His windows are tinted. And they just they don't trust him and not because maybe we we are his parents but just simply because of the way he looks and that idea had never ever ever really came up in his head and i was like yeah <laughs> i'm sorry but that's what's gonna happen so these conversations yeah. were able to happen and it brought a, a lot of positivity for a lot of us as well i must say the uk have, yeah. have done a lot to change it but when you see people that were being uh, pushed by police and they were being uh, beaten up. And then on January 6th, it's like they go, well, we're just going to move the gates for you. Go on. Go, go, go on. Let's join you. Let's join you. Let's film you. Let's high five. Let's do this. It's fine. This is our country. This is our Capitol Hill. And and then the president, uh, well, Trump coming out and saying, we love you. And and when we, wow, when we did it, he said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, that it, it just, oh, it, yeah, it, it just almost feels like it, in America, it just feels like people are going, yes, this is what we like. If you don't like it, go away. And it's it's very separate. And I don't know if it's the media that heightens that 
but that's what it feels like. It doesn't really feel like people are trying to change. Whereas in the UK, there might be some denials, but there are certain people who are agreeing and certain people who are taking the steps to make it better. People are trying to unify and rectify and and make it more multicultural, even even in society, even away from the camera. But in America, it's like they're going, this is it, deal with it. If, if, if you can remember, uh, OT, uh, and, and Bill, I'll let you go right after this. I just want to get this part out while I'm thinking about it. If you can remember, before uh, Prince died, one of the, one of the last uh, uh, conversations, he one, you know, announcement that he had, uh, he, he got up. He, I think they honored him with some kind of award or something. And, and Prince warned us. He said, I love the direction that, you know, that the, the music industry is heading, you know, it's completely growing. But he said, remember one thing. He said, it's okay to use the laptop, use your computer, but don't let it use you. Mm. And I think the biggest thing that in happening in America right now is that not only do we have, uh, we have a alternative facts and people, mm-hmm. instead of getting their news mm. news mm. sources and stuff like that, they rely on the internet to get their yeah. news. Mm-hmm. And and there come lies, deceits, and and Trump with his megaphone, uh, megaphone, he just confirmed everything. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So they believed yeah. in him. So I'm I'm sorry, Bill. You can you can go now. I'm sorry. I just want no, to say no. No, I was going to agree with that. I say that you know that it's very telling, isn't it? That. Uh, since Twitter banned Trump's, when they blocked his Twitter account, the incidences of, you know, um, fake news, whatever you want to call it, dropped off hugely. There was like a 70% drop in misinformation and, you know, fraudulent claims (laughs) about the election being stolen. All of that just kind of dropped off. And so it shows you how what reach that has, what influence that has, and what a kind of negative effect that can have on people. I mean, I see it around, you know, like people believe this stuff. You know, they've they've read some kind of thread on Facebook and they think that that's some kind of, you know. That's right, that's that's great. Yeah, this is some insider knowledge that the government's not Mm. telling me. It's like, no, I don't think so. This is, you know, at the the beginning of the, the only thing this guy ever probably said out of his mouth that held any type of water was that the people are moved by press, by whatever. He used exactly what he said. He hated the press, and then he spun it around and just used them to to do exactly what they do. He basically just said, he told us at the beginning, I hate the press, and because they can make you do anything, then he spun it around and used the press to do exactly yeah. what he wanted yeah. them to do, and 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 let them do it and drop jump right off the damn hill. I mean, it, it's mm. it's just yeah. been funny and and not funny, but just I, I I don't think ever in the history of any country now in this century has has a whole nation ever spoken so much about politics. He's brought so much awareness to politics, whether good bad. He, he's he's made us talk about it and and the way he handled himself and he conducted himself and the manner in which he showed respect or lack of respect to certain people was yeah. amazing. But mm. but it just started to look yeah. like even from the inside, 
from the Republican side, they were now starting to turn against him and not even agree. Right. I think I think the thing is that you know, like uh, it, it now is going to be a time of a lot of healing, a lot of rebuilding, yeah. and all of that. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and I think that you know, um, if if anything, that his what you know what he leaves behind, what he did was to maybe expose a division, you know, yeah. and a division, and that that had been there. And and had kind of been simmering away, and his 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 really incendiary and right. reckless rhetoric right. exposed right. a lot yeah. of this division. Yeah, you know, yeah, yep. which now it's right out there. You know, yeah, it's yes. front and center. Can't and take it for granted. Can't, no. can't take it for granted. No, no, the people are saying, "Oh, well, he." Uh, he 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 roused this, and I said, "No, it was always it there. Was always yeah. It was just yeah. dust covered." He blew the dust off the cover and yeah. let people, you know, in in, in at the beginning uh, when he was uh, running for president. I'll never forget this. He had a giant. I think they were in in Idaho or some weird, you know, South Back Country, and uh, uh, and uh, there was a woman who started speaking out against him, a black woman. The woman was dragged out of the rally and threw a, a, like a, a people were row on both sides of her and they were spitting on her. And one guy jumped out and punched her. The police never did anything about the people who spit on her, never did anything about the person who punched her. And then Trump said, and I'll never forget this, it echoed in my head. He said, back in the good old days, we will have handled that much yeah. differently. And the crowd yeah. roared. Yeah, and I said, yeah. Jesus, like he's just unleashing. Yeah, the I dog. think what what Trump yeah. has, has has done for a certain group of people was make them feel okay for how they were acting. He he made oh, he, yes. he empowered them. He enlightened them. He brought them out to the front of this is what you truly believe in, without having been told. This is what you've taught. You've been taught. Now, just be proud and show it. And that's what mm. it is. That's the thing. The history, the history of this country has been that undertow, yeah. period. You know what I mean? I mean, unfortunately, that is the reality of this situation. And with Trump being the focal point or the head figure, all it did was give that opportunity for people right. to be able to really just right. say what yeah. they wanted to say right. for the whole right. thing. You know what so, I mean? So, so yeah, but but yeah, yeah so, let's so, so Bill, uh, uh tell me how has uh COVID uh, affected you and, and you as well. We can't okay. hug anymore. <laughs> no, that's it. I mean, I mean it's we really doing, different we in with... the UK than it is in America. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. was going to ask that. What is it like over there? Because I know over here, you know, a certain you amount of you know, you know, rule, but what is it like over there? <laughs> we're, it's pretty bad. I mean, you know, we are now into the third period of lockdown which is like uh means you know and in london where we both are we're in the highest level of restriction tier mm -hmm. four they call it which means that right everywhere's closed nowhere's open you know right all the shops are closed there's restaurants are only open for delivery um we can't go out really we have to wear a mask we can't go into another household we have to, you know, pretty much people are just... You're not allowed indoors. to be in nobody else's yeah. house. No, we can't be no. in anyone else's no. house. You know, so like my my old, my old dad, you know, I can't go and see him. You know, he's there on his own. 
with the dog. Yeah. I was like, oh mm -hmm. man, I can't go even see him. Uh, we can't go to anyone's house. It's 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 a really strange. It's a strange, surreal London yeah. right now. You know, right. the streets are a, empty. It's eerie. A yeah. friend of mine showed me a picture of uh, of her of her of her parents coming to see her children in this suit. And I, I have to tell you, Bill, I started crying after I saw it because it was a real reality check. You seen the white grandeur suits that they gave to the grandparents? Yeah. The white whole the whole suit. It's called a hugging yeah. suit. Yes. I've seen that they, thing. And it allows you to, to hug someone. Uh, to hug your, your, your loved ones yeah. without yeah. her like that's that's that could be part of our wow. it is insane. <laughs> yeah. On that on, 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 on that note alone, Bill, I gotta tell you. At least you got another comedy routine for the next four years. <laughs> right. Anything that only... dude said is comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I can only oh, well, imagine. You know, I gotta, I gotta, we gotta take some positive. Yeah. From it, right. I mean, otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, man. You have to. Yeah. You have to. So, so, you know? Bill, so anytime Bill... somebody says anything about your comedy, you say, "I got great people writing this stuff." You know. Yeah. I yeah. Got good people. Great people. <laughs> Great yeah, I got great people. They just got to stay back. Yeah. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Bill, 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 do you have the Bill or OT either one? Do you have any questions for us? Like Sugar Hill Gang questions. A lot of people, you know, this is like their first opportunity to kind of vibe with us. You know, yeah. I know Bill, like you said, you grew up with us and OT, you got it from, you yeah. know, different things. So, you know, do you have any questions for the Sugar Hill Gang? What, what has kept you guys together for so long? Glue. <laughs> yeah, you ever Hello. heard anything called crazy glue? Oh, no, what am I about to tell? <laughs> yeah, so, look, so here's the thing. So, so okay, so you guys understand that. So Mike, Michael Wright, Guy O'Brien, and Henry Jackson, we are uh, the three original members of Sugar Hill Gang. And uh, we were, we knew each other, but we weren't, we didn't know, we knew of each other, but we didn't know each other. So once we got together, the three of us uh, became a family. Now, Hank is, of course, gone. But what happened is Michael Wright and Guy O'Brien became brothers. We, you know, all of the songs that you hear, all of that music, 95% of that was written, lyrically co-written by Michael and myself. So um, that combined with, we just, we just developed like a yin and a yang or two sides of a coin thing. Like I tell Mike, Mike is like the passion of, of us, and I'm kind of like the 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 uh the, I don't want to say the brawn because that's not really the but we but we so we we have just developed an ability to be together, and our life has always been this. It's always been us against the world, and then when we got hand and we got diamond, and and put this version of Sugar Hill together, it just it's always been our thing that Michael and I. We have never had a problem with each other. We've had two arguments in 40 years, two arguments in 40 years. Once, and it ha one happened in Paris and one happened at a, at, a, at a festival in London. And before before the day was out on both, both of those times, we were already hugging and, you know, damn near in tears. So you want to know what has kept us together all these years? Love. It's love. There's no person. I love Michael Wright. Michael Wright is my, is my guy. And then like, Mike introduced me to Hand and Diamond, and as far as I'm concerned, like we 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 won together, 
we have lost together and we have won again together. Yeah, that's, that's like Bill and I. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. It. Absolutely. exactly. Yeah, that's we're, it, we're, we're we're bound together, yeah. Ota, you yes. and I, forever. Yeah. <laughs> same thing with saying that it's the same thing with us and like I said, the same thing with me, Mike, and uh, Diamond and Han, and uh, we just you know we've done so yeah. much, you know, and mm. and we and we've experienced so many things, and you know, you know how to you know how entertainment yeah. works, you know, there's peaks and yeah. valleys, and you know, it, it, we've been together in in the in the in the valley of the valley, yeah. <laughs> and we're you no, know we're I, I, we're experiencing the peaks too. Together. I, I think I think OT and, and Bill, you know, when you uh Hen and I have have been uh uh <laughs> running around with these guys uh for over 26 years. And in the time that that that's uh happened, you know, like you 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 build these little bridges and you learn how to deal with each other, you know, mm -hmm. even uh, uh when G um uh uh, when he added his part of it, it made sense, you know, like even in, in the sense of, of, of everything being together. And when he, even when he left it, it was mm -hmm. a void. Right. And when he came back to it, it right. made sense. It, right. it made all the sense in the world. So, right. you know, him and I have experienced both worlds. Right. And, 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 and was able to, and, and when G, you know, came, the synergy was, it made sense. Like, Henry Absolutely. and I couldn't have the same energy. Like with Hank, God rest his soul, he was our right. energy, and right. Mike. And right. when Hank left here, you know, right. like it, it, right. it threw everything all yeah. off axis. And and then see, when see, G yeah. put it back together, it right. rolled. I, I have it a, moved the right way. Right. I, I have I have a saying. You know, bosses push, leaders pull. Jesus, a natural mm. born leader. Bless your heart. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Damn. Wow. Quarterback. That's, good. That's good. That's good wow. stuff. You guys, you know, deep, I, you know what? Um, it's it's great hearing you guys talk. It's quite inspiring because you know th this is something which is it's a light. It's a your whole lives, right? This is a lifetime yeah. <laughs> project. You know, yeah. And this yeah. is what I feel about. And Ot, I'm sure you feel the same. You know, when you 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 find something that you love, it becomes a it's a lifetime project. You know, Absolutely. it's an ongoing Absolutely. project, you know, it never yeah. ends. It's just like, yeah. uh, you know, and you, you grow as a person, you change as a person, but that affects the art that you're doing and Absolutely. it Absolutely. sustains yeah. you through the ups and yeah. downs. You know, I, I will say this. I will say that, you know, uh, it, it, 79 to 85 was the first phase of us. That's where we and then from 85 to 2005, it was a lot going on that I couldn't be a part of. So I had to remove myself. But I, my, it was always a part of me. I was, I longed to do it, you know, because you have a thing, you know, like OT, your thing is dancing. That's your thing. You know what I mean? Like Bill, you know, music and you know, that's your thing. This music has always been my, I, I play the drums. I'm a musician. I'm, you know, I perform. That's my thing. And, and so giving it an opportunity, giving myself an opportunity to come back and do this. It, it, it was it was it was the God sent gift to be able to do my thing again. And so for me to be able to do my thing with my best friend and then two guys that, you know, I just totally admire and respect and then do it on this on this world level is like, you know, some of the greatest uh, moments of my entire life. So, like you said, man, it's important that I get a chance to yeah. do my thing. 
but it's even more important that I get a chance to do my thing with people who mm-hmm. get it and then what we what we what we mean to the yeah. world. So I was I was gonna huh, ask yeah. that sure. what you guys f- feel like you kind of mean. I mean, me and, and Bill were in rehearsals, honest to God, and Bill would be watching the evolution of hip hop, and and you literally oh. see how how you guys have become an institution, and and you you now becoming the the fathers or the last remaining living legends of hip hop, and how do you guys feel like you you mean to the world and this genre that isn't mainstream anymore and selling like it used to? It's it's different type of hip hop now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, the thing of it is, is that um, it's it's a very uh, unusual feeling to be this person you know uh, to be considered this individual you know when people you know you're a legend and you're you're this yeah. and you're that and you're and i and i don't i i i call it i call it the um the the realization of us I, now that i'm older and i'm mature and i have you know i've lived life and you know now i'm starting to take on and understand the magnitude of what it is that we mean to the world but it's still a very um, unusual and humbling uh, feeling to, to right. see people yeah. deal right. with us on the level that they deal with us. Right. Yeah. So, the, the, so the, I'll never, I'll never get used to that title, but I, I, I respect and, and appreciate it, I and think, I, yeah. I and, and I take it on. I mean, it means a lot. It's important for me to represent it properly. It is, I think, and you know what? Um, uh, the this. Using the mu- your music when when we did we performed our dance, uh, the show it, the kind of audience that watched the show is all kinds of people, every kind of person, all age groups, all backgrounds. So you know you're going to have like six, seven year old kids watch the show and they love it. They're yes. all going to be they're all going to be looking out for you know Sugar Hill Gang records. They're going to be dis- re- a whole new generation. Yes. We discovers you. We discovers your music and yes. all of that. Yeah, you know? and that's yes. the thing. And that's the thing. I just want to make that be. That's the thing that's crazy too. That's mind blowing. Is that throughout the decades, that's what's happening. It continues. Yeah. It's things like this. It's, it's like you guys doing Rappers Delight on that show. Uh, Fresh Will Smith doing Apache on Fresh yeah. Prince. I mean, it's things. People Kangaroo Jack. All of these different times where people have used our music and it constantly keeps me being reintroduced to this new lease. I mean, we've done concerts where, you know, I tell a story, we were in Innsbruck, Austria one time, and it was like the oldest person in the place, and the place was packed. The oldest person in the place was like 30 years old, maybe. You know what I mean? And it, it was incredible. It's like, how do you know this yeah. music? And it's like, well, my dad, so my dad played it for me and then it's been here and it's been there. So you know, it, it's a tr- it's a truly mind blowing experience. This is this yeah. is incredible. But and, and people have brought. I, I remember being in. We were in a club in Ireland called Shake, and the guy, the owner of the club, brought his grandchildren because he wanted his grandchildren to know what it sounded like in the beginning. Wow. Yeah, and I thought that that was a statement in itself because these weren't kids who could get into a club. These were younger kids. The kids could have been no more than 10, 11 or, or what have you. But he brought them. He kept them in the office, told the show, and then watched. And then he said, I wanted them to see yeah. this. You know, the, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy. crazy. Even 
to 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 watch uh, uh, a few uh, tapings ago. We did a, a interview with um, one of the DJs who's a prominent DJ here, and it was actually interesting. You still we're still learning things, and uh, I can say I'm still learning things. I would gather that the guys would say the same thing, but while the guy was talking, his name is DJ Cassidy. He's one of the biggest DJs over here and over there, and. While he was talking and telling G everywhere that he spun this record, G looked like a little kid. It like, like he could, still couldn't believe it. You know, this is the man who made the record and did the record. And I was watching that and I became, you know, you you get awed all over again. You're like, wow. It was at, yeah. oh, you playing it at Obama's? Oh, you was playing it at, uh, at, at Jay-Z's yeah. wedding? Oh, you was playing it at, and he goes, anywhere I play these three records, he goes, there's, there's a rare night when I don't yeah. play it, and yeah. it always moves people. So yeah. there again, no, in no, no, saying, no question, no question. You know, yeah, go go ahead. After we won um, with with Bill, I got. I actually was looking for it now. Uh, a present from one of the executive producers from Simon Cowell's com company, and uh, <laughs> this was the the gift. So it was the lyrics oh, wow. of the song, oh, wow. and I framed it, and it was Simon signed it, Simon Cowell, and he was like, right, you right. guys did it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The we ever get, if I ever get there, if we ever can get yeah. back over there, we need to get together, and I will yeah. sign that for you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I got that's that we can do that. We can make yeah, that happen. Definitely. Oh, definitely. That'd be amazing. Um yeah, and definitely. you can you can sign my uh, my original vinyl as well. Without yeah. question. <laughs> so so Bill, I Bill. have a question for you, Bill. So next oh, next yeah. season we have to go back to Strictly and do a winner's dance. Okay. So what are uh, you gonna oh, come do? On. It's gotta be this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this dance, honestly, you, you guys, uh, you, you have no idea the impact that this had, right? When, I mean, look, I, I'm not a dancer. Oti will tell you that. I'm, <laughs> Bro, I'm you was doing dancer. your thing. I was doing my thing. Of course hey. I was doing my thing. You know? Bill, you better take that back. You better take that back. back. You better take that back. All right, I was, okay, I'm a dancer. All right, all right, whatever. Because <laughs> if you, if you want to see <laughs> some horrible dancing, I'll put this camera right. on. Right. <laughs> you well, look good, man. I was, you hard. I, I was inspired. I was inspired. I worked hard. We trained every day for 12 hours. We had the great, we had a, had a fantastic teacher. We had great music. But that, the week uh, that we, we danced to Rapper's Delight, some it, it just it went crazy it just blew up right like most of the time you do a dance and it gets a few yeah. views and a few comments online and da 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 and then you Man. go on to the next week this went it went nuts right my, we my had, phone like, was blowing off the hook was, i hear was, people calling me from all over Jackson london Jackson. Oh, yeah. who came up yeah. with the routine who, who we came had up with outside routine? choreographers called uh, Tommy and Lizzie, and they did the routine, but I didn't like it. I never, I didn't like it. And I was like, Belle, <laughs> we're changing. Oh, Tisa, I can do Yeah, that. I was like, I don't like this. Because, and also the, the other way that Bill works is what you, so, and it's how I work. Muse, dance for me is what music is supposed to look like. 
So if you have okay. a, a song or, or like a piece and somebody says, what does it look like? The steps that you do, how you move is supposed to be a representative of that. And the lyrics like, and it's on, and on, and on, and on, that must work. You know, it must go. The, right, the right, must right. Work. And it was just going yeah. through the music. And I'm, like, I'm not doing this. This is not, we're not doing this. So we, I changed a lot of the routine, but it was it was a group, group effort because we have a lot of people who work on a lot of dances but that was amazing i have one question hey, i have one yeah. question amazing. one more yeah. i have so many questions right. why the name sugar hill gang good question very good question so back in the days in the 30s or the 40s given in harlem okay there was a and it's still there but uh, uh back in the, the that time there was an area called the sugar hill All district right. Okay, uh -huh. it was a very upscale, very uh, all the well-to-do people lived in the Sugar Hill right. District. Now Sylvia, her family, uh, they're Caribbean by 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 birth, and they migrated to America and came to the end. But she was raised in the Harlem area, so Sugar Hill was very special to her. It was a very fond, you know, notion, and and the area was always something that she held in high regard. So when the time came to name us, we, we, we you know, we didn't, we were going to be called the platinum rappers. We were going to be called, you know, we, we, you know, we didn't know what to call us. Something, <laughs> right. And so she said, well, I know, we'll just call you guys the Sugar Hill Gang. And, and, I, and, I, and at the time, I really didn't know this whole backstory about Sugar Hill. And, and so again, you know, I'm a 17 year old, you know, I'm a teenager, you know, and, and I'm, you know, bright eyed, bushy tail and wow. And she said, Sugar Hill Gang. And first thing, when she said gang, I was like, I'm yeah. no gang. I'm not part of a gang. <laughs> and that really kind of threw me off. And then the Sugar Hill thing, I was like, that doesn't <laughs> sound like the Commodores or that doesn't sound like the Jackson Five. That's like, <laughs> so honestly, initially, I couldn't stand the name. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> you know, and then, but you know, she she was you know Sylvia was the producer and she was the, you know the mastermind behind the group, and so she said Sugar Hill Gang and you know I was like we were like okay cool and yeah you know here it is but it, it turned out to be you know yeah. it's amazing yeah Sugar yeah. Hill is, is 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 a great name and and, um, and I've got one question right and this is a very nerdy musical question because that's, that's okay. the kind of person I, sounds know, like me it's sounds like <laughs> I, you know, there's a lot of mythology around about this song now, about how it came to be. But mm -hmm. one of the things that fascinates me about it, and I think actually one of the things which gives it its enduring appeal is the spontaneity of it. It's like you capture a moment. It's like somebody said, I think it might have been Sylvia said, it's like putting lightning in a bottle. It's like mm -hmm. trying to, It's you, you've got the sense of fun and spontaneity and just captured it and it, every time mm -hmm. you play it it's like you're letting this out is that it, now the story that i heard was that it's all you all you guys did it in one take you recorded yes. it all in one go is that right yeah so this is the, the the whole setup was because we were actual mcs we were rappers and we were doing yeah. parties we were actively doing parties the way that you did it like if let's say you and i and han and diamond we we, we were rappers with a dj at a party well, if I got on the mic and I feel and I'm finished, I'm getting ready to finish. I'm we call it passing the mic. So I would be like, "All right, Bill, it's on you. So what you gonna do?" That was your cue to know to start rapping, okay. Yeah. And then when you got done, 
that your your cue yeah. was, you know, the same thing. Pass it on to the next person. So we decided because Mike, when we heard what each person had, Mike was talking about what you hear is not a test. That was a great way to, to start the record. Then Hank was the rocker, the, the party rocker. So we were going to let him come on and then kind of pick up the pace. And then I was kind of like the smooth one or whatever. And they was like, well, we're going to let you close it out. So the deal was Mike would go first, Hank would go second, and I would go third. Well, because we had never been in a studio and recorded anything, we didn't know studio protocol. Before we got there, they had already recorded the music. So that that song, that was the that was what they recorded. So they went in there and recorded 15 minutes of this music. Wow. We didn't know. So when we went in the studio, she was like, they, they press record, Mike started. So <laughs> Hank, you know, that's what happened. So Mike went, he passed it to Hank, Hank passed it to me, I passed it back to Mike. Well, the reason why the song is so long and we never stopped is because they didn't tell us <laughs> to stop. Like you said. <laughs> They were, and, and you got to understand now, we're in, the, we're in the studio, it was three mics, Mike, myself, and Hank, we're in the, in the studio, they're all in the control booth, there's people in there, and, and everybody, and nobody is telling us, okay, that's it, they just let us go, and the only reason why we stopped is because the music ran out, that's the only reason why it stopped, right. and the only thing we <laughs> did was like, one thing we had to do, one time we had to kind of like, just kind of take a, a, a brief second because unfortunately we didn't know it at the time, but handed, I mean, Hank didn't understand Hank. the total protocol. Hank didn't understand the total protocol about passing the mic. So we had to explain that to Mike, to Hank. And then of course, once we did that, that's why, uh, uh, it, that's what, so that's why it sounds so live because it was hmm. live. It, yeah. was, it was, we yeah. knew what we were gonna say, yeah. Yeah. but we also were in the moment. You know, the reason yes. why yeah. I explained to people uh, why I spell my name out, which now is like, the, the synonymous thing, you know, most people, people meet me and be like, oh, the M-A-S-T-E-R. Well, the reason why I did that is because in those days, there was no video to support a song. So right. I was, I was smaller than right. Mike and Hank. Right. So my thought was the way that I wrote my rhymes, the way a, an author writes a book, like, you know, you use detailed words to describe yourself. So that's why I tell people I'm the smallest guy. I got a little face, brown eyes. Nah. Uh, my name is going to be known all over the world. I was making sure that when people saw us, they knew who I was. <laughs> so that's right. the How tall are you? Yeah. How yeah. tall are you now? I want to know. Five, seven. Oh, like me. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. And, I'm and, very and, sure. And, and, and Bill, the I'm most, the, amazing, the the most amazing thing to me, Bill, is like when, when the song came out, right? You know, radio and all the radio disc jockeys and stuff, they, they have strict orders. You don't play anything over three minutes and some change. Three minutes. I mean, three, you know, now it's three minutes and less yes. than that, but that's right. this song, we were hearing it back to back. 15 yeah. minutes, they, they couldn't stop wow. playing it. Yeah. No, I know. And that's what's, I think that's what I mean. You know, just to say that what gives it that, that freshness and the spontaneity is what you've been describing is this sort of almost like, Oh, well, we're going to do this as live. You know, this is like a, this is like a live concert. We're just was trying it. to try and capture it. It was, it was yeah. recorded. It was a recorded, basically it was a recorded part. That's what yeah. it was. That wow. was, it was just us doing it. Like you had, you had musicians, it, right? Like you had like a bass and drums, a bass player and a drummer just playing playing the bass line no the music was already done we were oh, just it was, done, it was right. like being, it was like a record but just was just yeah. music just right. like a complete instrumental 
So they Bill, recorded live. We go, we go, we, we could be here <laughs> yeah. all day. We really, yeah. really, really appreciate it. But before we go, we have to let you know that you are now a part of the Sugar Hill Gang family. Yeah! So when no we doubt. consider you and we call you and we see you and we say, what's up, cuzzo? That means you are a part of the family. You are, you are of the Sugar Hill family. You are <laughs> uh, right. uh, people in the struggle. Right. Welcome to the Sugar Hill Gang family. Thank no you doubt. so much for being a part of our show. Thank you. We for really appreciate everything you're doing, and Yo, man, yeah. it's been it's been a true honor. Bill has been crazy, man. Yo, when we come to London, sometime we play live. You got to come on and and play with us, man. Uh, do you know, uh, you try and stop me. I'll be there. Well, <laughs> 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 but thank you, man. Thanks once again. Thanks again, Bill Ot. Thanks a lot for being a part of the Sugar Hill Gang podcast. It's thank been you. real. Man. It's on thank and popping. Uh, yes. Thank you, this guys. Again, Great this again is the Gang Great Podcast. Job. I am your host, Master G. Say well, good night, T Dynasty. Good night, T Dynasty. Say good night, <laughs> Hen Dog. Wakanda forever. Say good night, Okay. Good night. Say good night, Bill. <laughs> good night. Beep, don't stop till the break of dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I love Peace, that. We love I love, love that. that. <laughs> Sugar Hill Gang Podcast. Thank y'all. Peace. And we are out. Thanks for listening to the Sugar Hill Gang podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Android users subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Sugar Hill Gang podcast is produced by Raj Katecha and Vikash Mojaria on behalf of Creative Content Agency and Lothar Kamala on behalf of Daily Operation Agency. The show's artwork was created by Frank Art and Horizon Films, and the theme music was created by Heavy Bliss. You can contact the show on Instagram at The Real Sugar Hill Gang or email Sugar Hill Gang Podcast at dailyoperation-agency.com. We'd love to hear from you. Peace and love, and we'll catch you on the next episode.